Welcome back to the Water Boys podcast. I'm Josh, your host, along with Nick. Nikki, how's it going, bro? It's going well. Where are we at today? Uh, well, we're back at the library again. On the sixth floor this time. Sixth floor, uh, recording the podcast. Uh, how's the Wi-Fi connection here? Uh, it's good so far. <laughs> Cross our fingers. <laughs> uh, how was the holidays, bro? It was magnificent. We got treated to some great NBA games. Uh, two snoozers. And then three games where I, I liked what we saw. I love the LA game. That the was, LA game was by far the highlight of the. That was Christmas the best game games. I've seen. Um, Boston and uh, Boston Toronto was a blowout. <laughs> Funny because uh, Toronto blew out Boston the other day. Yeah, at, yes, last night at Boston. And then we had the Philadelphia Bucks game, which I thought was going to be the best game of the of the day. It turned out to be a snoozer too. There's a few interesting points about that game. I'll dive a little bit into it. And then we had after that. What did we? What game did they have? They had the Rockets and the Warriors. That uh, was a, actually that's not a snoozer. That, that was, was actually a, a good game. That was an interesting game. And um, they had the Pelicans and the Nuggets. They had the Pels and the Nugs. And, and the that was last boring. One. It was boring. Uh, Pels won. Pels are putting games together now for the last five. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if it's enough to save their season. They got to keep it going. I think they're playing today against one of the top teams. I can't remember who it was. Not the Bucks, right? No, I don't think it was the Bucks. But uh, I know they're playing today. Uh, it was it was an interesting day of games. Uh, but right now, what, what do you want to dive into? You want to get into the current news of uh, Kuzma? We can do the Kuz. Okay. So, give me a breakdown of what his trainer said and what Kuzma tweeted. Okay. So basically, what ends up happening is that people feel that Kuzma ends up agreeing with what his trainer said. Uh, his trainer ends up making a story on Instagram. He ends up saying, "Watching Kawhi highlights from yesterday, nobody wants to speak on how sharp his skill set is compared to LeBron's." It's clear who's really in the lab and who isn't. Let me hear the excuses. I'm on vacation. I got nothing. And then, right off the bat, Kuz ends up tweeting, call a spade a spade. Nah, and they tweeted that, and it shows the tweet with a picture of LeBron and Kwai. So that everyone's going crazy about it because everyone thinks that Kuz actually agreed with his trainer on what he said on his story. But little does anybody know is that that call a spade a spade was actually in response to a Bernie Sanders tweet. And now the Bernie Sanders tweet was about Amazon paying taxes. And then that's when Kuz tweeted out call a spade a spade. But people originally tagged that to the story of his trainer. And everyone's making a big deal out of this. Uh, I don't know. Did you see the Did you see the, the interview they, were, they gave uh, LeBron yesterday in Portland? When they asked about what Ku's trainer had to say about him? Yes. Yes. Uh, basically, LeBron was saying, if you wanted notoriety, you just tag my name to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so that's what he said. Um, people are blowing this out of proportion, I feel. Uh, Kuz was in no way agreeing with his trainer. He was just 
talking about the Bernie Sanders tweet. Um, I heard yesterday on the Buker and Friends podcast, he was talking, he was making it seem like they, that, uh, that Kuz actually called Braun out. And on top of that, he was also saying, well, he was, he wasn't saying like he was referring to the part that uh, maybe there's some resentment because uh, basically all his old teammates, the guys he grew up with, got traded away. And then maybe there's a little bit of resentment with him going off on Christmas Day and LeBron not showing up. But to be honest with you, I think it's just a nothing story. Um, to to Till this day or till yesterday, the Lakers had avoided any drama of any sort. And which I'm pretty happy because you don't want drama around the team. Last season, remember, it was drama since the beginning of the season. Remember the fight between Houston and the Lakers? Yeah. But um, right now they've avoided it till now, even though I feel like people are making a big deal out of nothing right now. Uh, I feel like they should be okay and people stop stop putting up on message boards. boards um, oh, yeah, Kuz is going to get traded. There's just... He's too valuable. Yeah, There's he, no way. Uh, he showed up last two games, 21 game. It was at 21 points against the Clippers. He and, showed up yesterday. And too. then yesterday, I think he had 21 points in the first half. He's that spark plug. So right now he's doing pretty well. Um, you can't be trading that guy right now. Uh, you got to wait a little bit, right? Uh, and then also I want to get into the jazz. I mean, what a revelation. They just beat the Clippers last night convincingly too they killed them not only that but they play pretty well uh defending leonard and george i think they both went 12 for 44 combined Yeesh, from that's the like field a... and they also held Lou to 16 points on 5 of 14 shooting they they did a good job on limiting those star players on the clippers and then on the other hand you had ingles he went five for ten from the field but those five field goals, they were all three-point shots. That's my boy Jingles. Uh, he's he's woken up, man. He's on fire right now. I shouldn't have released them on fantasy. <laughs> I kind of regret. I don't, I don't know what it is, but like he's, uh, I feel like it has a little bit to do with the fact that uh, Conley is out. And that Jingles is on the starting lineup now? Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I feel like a lot of the offense is going through Ingles. Um, I feel like he starts it. And then with him doing a pick and roll with uh, Gobert, I think he, he just knows how to play that so well. He seems to always find Gobert at the right time, and Gobert just goes in for a dunk. Or if not, Ingles will take that three-point shot, and he's been making them uh, recently. Not only that, but... Mitchell Mitchell is starting to show up too. Yesterday he was 13 for 23, scored 30 points. And they added Jordan Clarkson. They needed that punch off off of the bench. And they got rid of Exum. They got rid of Exum. Uh, I think he was their highest pick, fifth overall, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know what it was, why they held on so long to the guy. But they ended up trading him. They got Clarkson back. He wasn't bad. Uh, yesterday he went 7 for 13 on his way to 19 points. That's a spark plug. I now I'm coming to the realization of of is Conley when he comes back from his injury. Do you think he's still going to be a starter? I 
think he should come off the bench, to be honest. Him and Clarkson would be good. Right? That's what I was thinking, too. I've heard a lot of people say they should end up probably trading him for uh, Chris Lowry. Paul. I heard Lowry from Toronto. Uh, people are like, yeah, you unite you unite Conley and Gasol back together. Like They'll have the same uh, chemistry. chemistry as they did in Memphis. But, I mean, Conley is such a good player. And I don't know if you really want to give up on him that fast. Well, I mean, he's not showing up at all. I would, yeah, that's true. I, I don't know if he's still not able to coexist with uh, Mitchell. Maybe it's just time for him to start off on the bench and see what he can do on the bench, right? Uh, I, I, th- I think they should give it a try, but not give up on Conley right away. Um, Angle, Angles is way better playing as a starter than the bench player. Uh, last five games, he's averaging 19.2 points per game along with 5.2 assists, he's, his shooting is amazing. He's shooting 55.7 from the field, and he's shooting 55.8 from three-point land. The only thing I have against the Jazz right now is that, for the most part, they've been beating crappy teams. Well, what about least, yesterday? Yeah, that was, that was the exception yesterday. But before that, the two losses had been against the Lakers and the Heat. So yep. two, two of the big teams that you have to beat. Um, but other than that, the record's 8-2. and two. There's not much you can say about them. You, you can't complain about them right now. Uh, it's gonna, it'll be interesting to see them when, once they start playing the, the bigger teams if they finally figured it all out. Want to move on to the Mavericks? Mavericks? Bro, uh, this, is your, this is your time to shine. You've been wanting to talk about these guys so much. Oh, my gosh. Luka Doncic came back. Put up 24, 10, and 8 against the Spurs, I believe. Yes, sir. Then he came out yesterday, and he put out like 35, 10, and something against... 31, 12, and 15. Against, who is it again? The Warriors. The Warriors. That game was really feisty. Oh, you see Draymond and Kristaps? Yeah, I did. You see uh, Chris and um, Luca. I did. Did you see, uh, what do you call it, Draymond on the bench? <laughs> he was like clapping. He's like, yeah, bring it. Keep going. Keep going. Did you see that? Draymond is such a little, I'm not going to say it, but he's a little pesk. Oh, man. Pest. But, but those are the type of guys you want on a team, right? Especially defensively. Like Beverly's another one of those players where you just annoy the living crap out of you. And then you saw Draymond get into uh, Porzingis's ear. So, I, I mean, that's the type of player you want, man. Uh, Dallas went 2-2 two and two without Luka. That's pretty good. Which is not bad. I thought they would uh, go 0-4. They, they had pretty impressive victories against the Bucks and the Sixers, two of the top teams in the East, which is pretty good. Uh, but with those two impressive victories came a one very bad loss against the Raptors. I don't know if you remember. This was oh, we yeah, were recording. They lost. Yes, we, yeah. we were recording last week when this was happening. I remember. Uh, they ended up blowing a thirty-point lead against the Raptors. Everything seemed to be going well until they hit the fourth quarter. You know uh, why? Why? Because they got pressed. <laughs> you know how to beat a press, Josh? Um, I think I do, but I don't know if the Mavs do. So you sent three people back, right? So two will join together and they separate. And someone gets the ball, whether it's the left or right option. Then that fourth, third, fourth, sorry, fourth person, person, would be near half court, and he's the outlet. 
then the last person is the one cutting inside, right? So not everyone's pressing. No, if they're the whole team's pressing, they have to shift because the press got broken, and they either give up an open look or a three pointer. That's true, right? You're right. A simple strategy. Simple strategy that they could not get against the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, if they did that against the Raptors, Raptors would have given up at least six points. At least. Well, I mean, when they once the Raptors started pressing, like in that time, uh, the Mavericks turned the ball over five times. Five times. And if I'm not mistaken, all five turnovers led to points. Uh, I think even one of them led, led to an add one from Lowry, if I'm not mistaken. And and they just couldn't get back into it. By the time they started putting in their starters, they're cold. They hadn't been playing for a while. And they they were just missing shots after. And they, they could just not get their groove they were on back. And they ended up losing that game. And then lo and behold, what happened against the Spurs? They got pressed again. And they almost blew that one. They won by four points. They won by four points. It seemed like they they figured it out towards the end. Like they were able to break that press, but I feel like the Spurs were a little bit too late uh, starting to press them. I think they did it with like three minutes left. Probably if they would have done it a little bit sooner, maybe a different result would have happened. But uh, yeah, guys, if you want to come back against the Mavericks, what do you do? You got to press them. That's all you got to do. Yeah, uh, Doncic Doncic is back. You again the, the two lines he had 24 10 and 8 uh, against the Spurs 31 and 12 and 15 against the Warriors. Uh, the problem is though, Nick, is that Porzingis seems to not do well when Doncic is playing. Uh, with Luca out, Porzingis is averaging 22.5 or in the stretch, these four games he uh, Doncic missed. He's twenty-two point. He's averaging twenty-two point five, shooting forty-four point four from the field, and he's a plus fourteen in that time. With Luca back, these next these last two games, I'm just taking the two game sample. It's not it's not big, but you see the difference. He is averaging fifteen point five points per game. He's shooting thirty-seven point percent from the field, and he is only I think he was a plus two in that time. Uh, it's safe to say that he needs the ball in his hands. Doesn't seem to know what to do without it. And he still seems lost playing in the system that uh, Carlisle has for them. First year though, right? Yeah, I know. But at some point, you got to start getting it, right? Um, He's playing more on the perimeter now than than he has ever done. So that might be a problem right there. Uh, but I feel like a seven footer, this guy's got to maybe go to the hoop a little bit more. I don't know about, I don't know about you, but I feel like he's taking way too many threes. Um, he's definitely got to change that. But once this guy figures out how to play the system, this team is going to be a fucking good team. They're going to be a contender. I mean, they're already a good team they're, right now. Yeah, but could you imagine with him fucking hitting on all cylinders? I'd be super scared uh, when that happens. Um, Another guy that I've really liked on this team, Tim Hardaway Jr. The you, man. Think, you think he's finally learned how to play third banana? Oh, yeah. He's he's doing more than a great job, man. Uh, he's a walking bucket, man. Wherever he shoots, 
holy, this guy just makes it everywhere. Um, last five games, he's averaging 19.7 points per game, shooting 42% from the field. Holy man. I, I just love the way this guy plays. Just give him the ball and he'll he'll make a shot. He'll go. He's a Lou Will. Definitely. Um, another thing I've also noticed, Luca likes to play the pick and roll with uh, the Canadian player. Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell. I, I, I see that a lot. Uh, the game against the Spurs, I, I saw that a lot. And they they just read off each other so well. Um, it'd be nice if Porzingis could get on in on that p- pick and roll with Luca. I think if they if they if those two get along well, if they figure it out, give them time. Give them time. Dwight's been on the team with Luca for two years almost. That's true. Right. That's true. Let's give it time. Josh, you got to give it time. I'm oh. sorry, but I just want to. I just want to see the finished product of this team because it, it just excites me. Microwave mentality. We were warming up about this. Yes, yeah, so we were talking about this. I just can't help it, man. It just give they're it so time. entertaining. Entertaining. They can shoot well. I just want to see their two best players finally click. That's just true. And then boom. I want to see how crazy this team is going to be. Speaking of two best players, we're going to talk about Houston. Houston? Houston, we have a problem. You know why? Why? Because teams are going to game plan for Harden now. They're going to double him off. the. He's, when he gets the ball, they're going to double him right away. I feel like they've been doing that for a while. I remember the Raptors started doing that. In that game, I think they ended up winning. They lost. No, they lost because the role players started showing up. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, like teams have been doing this for a while, where they just right off the bat, like, we'll let anyone else beat us except you, Harden. And I mean, it's time for Westbrook to shine. He's gotta know what to do in these situations because he's got all the space in the world now. He's been showing up for. I mean, I know it was the. The game against Warriors during Christmas Day, he didn't have exactly the best game, but before that, he was having he was ha- he was showing up and playing and playing pretty well, from what I saw yesterday. Uh, he had a bad shooting night, I think I can't re- remember exactly, but I think he took twenty four shots just to get twenty points. That's true. Yep. Um, but definitely, I, I get what you mean. That he needs to start showing up. He's a he, he's. That's why they brought him to the team, right? They didn't. They they got rid of Chris Paul and they brought him in because they know he would be a better fit. Younger guy should be able to take care of other teams easily by driving to the hoop. And he's more explosive than Chris Paul, right? Exactly, and a little bit younger, so it it sort of uh, extends this Rockets team, right? Whereas if you were to keep Paul, at most, what do you got with Paul? One or two more years. Exactly. At least with Westbrook, you got a little bit more time, maybe an extra year, not much. And on top of that, you got someone that gets along with Harden. Yep. But I mean, is this the game plan for the Rockets, right? Who else other than Westbrook do you have? I mean, maybe Macklemore, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really do the best job building this team. They have no other creative outlets other than Westbrook. Exactly. And at this point, I mean, two guys, uh, it's a league based on on stars, right? If your stars ball out, you're most likely going to win the game. 
So in this case, like both of them have to show up. Uh, yeah, just for a chance to win. Um, but like Harden had a good night last night. I was I was reading somewhere he had twenty one points alone in the f- in the first quarter. They won, didn't they? Yes, they. I believe they did. They're playing the Pelicans, by the way, today. Oh, right there, the ones that are playing the Pelicans. So, uh, who um, guess who who we're playing today? My uh, boy Luca. Dallas, yeah, Lakers, Dallas. My boy Luca and uh, Porzingis. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you also wanted to talk about the. You also wanted to talk about the LA's. You know, everyone knows we both love the Lakers, right? But this season. I wanted to see what the Clippers were about. I'm going to tell you this straight up. I think they're going to win still, but I think the Lakers are not far behind. They are not that far behind, as as first I imagined. Okay, so we got to put this into context. The Lakers shot themselves in the foot. That was their game to win. They should have won that game. They were up at they were up by fifteen at one point. Should have won that game. They were not making their threes. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you saw the Snoop Dogg post. Um, it was very explicit, saying a bunch of words I can't say, but basically calling out other players for not making their shots. Yeah, and I think he was pointing out for sure Danny Green. Because he had a terrible shooting night. That's Danny, though. He's gonna have those nights. And then maybe uh, who else was? Was it Bradley that had a bad shooting night too? I can't remember. Um, I only remember Davis and Kuzma showing up. Yeah, those were the only two. Um, LeBron had a neutral night. Well, LeBron was also injured. He still is. Like you could you you can tell. He like still is if injured. He, if you see that he was driving to the hoop. The whole time, and he was going nowhere. Beverly was keeping him out. Usually, Beverly is not is not enough to keep him out of the paint or even drive to the hoop. There was that one play where he, I think it was the only play he was able to muscle, uh, what do you call it, Beverly out of the way, and he went up for a layup, which was easy for him. But after that, like he couldn't do anything. I, I wonder, like if after that play, it was where he aggravated aggravated his groin. Uh, but he's injured for now, which I, I get it happened. But at the same time, Nick, the Clippers were not playing their best in the first half. I feel like I feel like they were just toying with us. I think they were just toying with the Lakers and they're like, it's okay, show show us what you got. We still have the confidence enough to come back from whatever deficit you guys put up. I don't know. I think Clippers were playing with fire just because the Lakers didn't put their thr- foot foot down their throat. Holy smokes. Excuse me. Uh, I think Clippers can't underestimate the Lakers like that. I think Lakers have a lot of firepower. And Clippers can't be cocky. I mean, they've lost to Utah already. They've lost to the Bucks. They've gotten smoked by bad teams too. Yeah. I, but they can't be cocky, right? They can't walk into the season and think we're champions. Yeah. <sighs> At the end of the day, I feel like they have the same mentality as the Philadelphia 76ers. Exactly, right? Where it's like, you know what? We're going to get through the season. And then once the playoffs start, I don't care who you are. I don't care who we're facing. We know we can beat you. I, they, can, they can handle anyone, any, any team. 
I feel like that's the type of team that Philadelphia and the Clippers are right now. But look at the 76ers. That's bitten, in, that's bitten them in the ass the last two games. Lost to Miami and lost to Orlando. True. But think about it. I'm when not they, saying I'm when, not saying the Clippers won't win. I'm just saying they got to be careful of their attitude. Yeah, I just feel like it is how it is. I feel like no matter what, those two teams are made for playoff ball. And LA is made for uh, Lakers are made for playoff ball too. They are Nick, but the Clippers can definitely stomp whatever the Lakers have. But the Lakers can they can go at the Clippers too. I don't know, man. I just. To be honest with you, it just doesn't make me feel any better that they're able to take out LeBron. Like, fourth quarter hits, and LeBron has been a no-show in both games. Understand the yeah. last game was because he was injured. Okay, I'll give him that. But it also shows that Kawhi doesn't need George to show up. George was abysmal in the He was Christmas defending half that game, though. True. But his shooting was nowhere. And guess who showed up? It was Kwai. Kwai got whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted in that fourth quarter. I I just I don't know, man. Like when when your best player needs to show up, I just feel like Kwai is at this level right now, where he can do it whenever he wants. He can just turn on the switch and boom, let's he'll get see. you the shots. Yeah. I mean, let's see though, right? I'm not. I have my reservations about both teams. I. I don't know. I, I don't like how it's looking for the Lakers right now. Um, I know they're, I, like I said, I keep saying this, I, I know LeBron's injured, but without LeBron... That team falls apart. They're in trouble. I mean, uh, Clippers, without Kawhi, they're fine. Yes, because they still got a whole team to play, right? But the Lakers, for sure, without LeBron, they're, they're going to be missing, in trouble. We're missing another creative outlet. Definitely. Like, another creative person that's not named Rondo... We'll be fine. That's true. Uh, if we get that, then we'll be fine. But how? Where are you going to get that? And you don't have the assets to do that either, right? I mean, there's no one on free agency too. Exactly. It's hard. So I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Everyone's been saying trade Kuzma, but with his three million dollar uh, salary, six. Is it six? Oh. It's six. Um, with a six million salary, you know. What are you going to get? There's nothing to get. Like you have to package something else on top of his salary because the I can't remember what the rule is, but like salaries have to be pretty close to matching. It has to match if you're over the cap, right? So uh, there you go. I don't I don't know where they where what they're gonna trade, but I don't think they have the assets to get anyone else. I mean, let's see right now. Honestly, we've talked about the LAs a lot. I think. They're both they're both the kings of the West right now. I think you would agree with me on that. Yes. Right. No yes. one's gonna come close to touching those two. Yeah, I, I agree. But like I said, if LeBron's not there, I don't know that I, I. I don't know that AD is surrounded by more talent than he was in New Orleans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If it's just AD, it's basically gonna be another New Orleans, a worse version of a New Orleans team. Exactly. Because no Drew Holiday, you don't have a point guard. I mean, you still got Rondo and Co- <laughs> Boogie. I mean, think about think about the starting lineup we they put out. It's basically LeBron, AD. Uh, they also put in JaVale. 
They have Avery Basley, and then who is their other? Quinn Cook, Rondo, or Caruso. I mean, not a lot. There you go. So Caldwell Pope. So that that starting lineup right there, it doesn't scare me to be honest with you. No, it's just the two guys, right? The two guys are the ones that start everything. So if we want to talk about, remember how we said, or I said before the start of the season that the Dallas Mavericks are top heavy. I am totally wrong. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that the Lakers are the most top heavy team in all the league. Yeah, I would agree. Um, because the the gap between second and third, it's a huge gap. I think I was reading uh, somewhere that the gap in terms of scoring between uh, between I think it's AD and Kuzma. It's a huge gap. I think Kuzma doesn't even have double figures yet. I don't think he's a quarter of AD's talent level. Exactly. So, you know, things that worry me, right? Uh, Like a concerned mother. (laughs) Yes, I am the concerned mother of these guys. They'll be fine. I hope so. Uh, So, Nick, we're getting pretty close to the end of this. Um, I just feel that with all-star voting starting to happen, I think... my picks? We'll leave those picks for next time because okay. we don't have much time today. But definitely it's tangent, by the way. But definitely, you got to talk about the ulcer picks next week, okay? Okay. We'll okay. We'll, we'll give we'll give our lists. Uh, there's other stuff that we that I wanted to get into today, but we'll just leave it for some for the next podcast. Thank you for listening, guys. I've enjoyed my time with Josh here on the sixth floor of the Vancouver Public Library. Yes, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, give us a follow on instagram at waterboys podcast waterboys with a z thanks for listening and have a great day bye